So, welcome back to Scalora Dance Sport. Now, this year has been crazy. Now, we've heard it everywhere, we've heard it all around. Today, we will be speaking about the coronavirus. Now, we will be speaking with one of my biggest and greatest mentors, Miss Antonetta Popova. Antonetta is a WDSF professional division, 10 times world champion representing Canada. She is originally from Bulgaria. This is her third time on Scalora Dance Sports. We are happy to welcome back Antonetta Popova. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Ale. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm uh, near the palm trees, as you can see, <laughs> so I'm feeling good. <laughs> all right, all right. Can the viewers see everyone and can they hear as well? Is everything okay, viewers? Miss Becky Hamrick is with us. Hello, Becky. Becky! Some feedback. How is it? Anto, can you hear me? Yes, um, it's breaking a little bit. A little bit, yes. Let me see. Let's do this. Let me join in and join back. So, all right. Let's. Ah, okay. There we go. I can see you now. All right. Can you hear me well, Anto? I can hear you now. Pretty good, actually. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. How's your day, Anto, today? Today has been a busy day. I started with some online classes. A good friend of mine, Steve from France, we used to compete together back in the day. Uh, and he's also a tennis world champion. So he invited me. He has this uh, amazing project that he's kind of giving back to all the dancers in France. And uh, so he's inviting different teachers every week. And uh, we're all doing like a 20 minute lecture. And it's amazing. It's for free. And he's been so incredible and supportive of, of his students and something to admire. So he invited me. And so this morning I started off strong, having this <laughs> awesome um, uh, teaching session and then have a couple Zoom classes. And uh, here I am now. Okay, very nice, very nice. All right, well, let's start from the beginning. So let's say March 2020, right? In the beginning of this right. pandemic, what were your feelings? Were you scared? What, what were your initial thoughts? So when it first started, okay, so first of all, beginning of March, I I was lucky enough and I went to Miami with one of my best friends from high school. So I went there, I escaped for exactly four days, I came back and uh, 10 days later, Toronto was under lockdown. So my first thought was like, whoa, what is going on? Lockdown? We can't travel? We can't do nothing? What's going on? I can't go to work? Um, they started closing down everything, the stores and... Obviously, that's the first experience for me in my life and for most of us and my generation, I guess. Um, so it started getting really crazy because the stores got empty. So I will never forget how I walked into this huge store that is always loaded, everything inside, right? It's a, it's crazy. I'm going inside, it's empty, <laughs> like empty shelves. Thing. All the toilet paper is gone, nothing. yes? The All the toilet paper left. went first. Forget about the toilet paper. There was no pasta, there was no rice, there was no potatoes, nothing. Tomato sauce? I don't know. People went nuts on tomato sauce for some reason. So nothing. Must have been really the Italians in Toronto. I guess so. <laughs> Strong Italian presence. So no kidding, no kidding. <laughs> but that's when it really became real. And it was like, whoa. 
there's nothing to eat, <laughs> you know? So I'm going there trying to get up. All I could get is some chips. And hmm. so I was supposed to load up myself with chips for a couple of days just to see how it's going to turn out because <laughs> we couldn't leave, right? We couldn't go anywhere. So, and at first was like, what is that? It's the unknown. You, you're unsure. You don't know what to do, how to act, uh, to be scared, not to be scared. And at first people didn't take it as serious, I guess. But for me, it really hit me when, um, when I saw the store emptied out, that was like, whoa, this is real. Like, now, you know, I do remember earlier, I remember earlier in the year before the that Canada went on lockdown, I remember you were sick, yes? So you had to stay home already for two weeks, didn't you? I did. So I went to Miami, I came back, a week later I got sick, and just as I was getting better and I was about to go back to work, they announced the lockdown. So I was in the lockdown for longer <laughs> time. And uh, I wasn't sure what it was. I, I know I was sick. I don't know if it was the, is the Rona? I don't know who was it. Right, Miss Rona, Miss Rona. <laughs> Miss Rona, maybe it was her. I don't know who was that. But uh, definitely I was like, whoa, okay. I got to stay home for a longer time. Right, and, right. Uh, now, yeah. during this heavy lockdown that while you were staying home, I guess through the meeting in the middle, how how did you keep busy? Now we see a painting behind you. Did you paint that? I have painted a bazillion of paintings. So is that how you managed to keep busy during the lockdown? I went through phases, okay? <laughs> phase Ooh, number tell us, one. tell us. Okay, phase number one, I was very committed to get out of this lockdown because it was supposed to be two weeks or whatever. Then it was extended for another two right, weeks, right. right? So first two weeks, I'm like, watch me. I'm going to be in a better shape. I'm going to have like the best diet, I'm gonna exercise. So I went crazy. The first two weeks I was extremely productive. I had no time. When I was saying no, it's zero time. So I was like working out nonstop, uh, um, was doing videos and uh, that kept me occupied really. And also taking pictures and I had so much fun like talking to friends. So first two weeks was just weird, but it was kind of cool. And because everybody was home, so it felt like, okay, that's something you know, interesting. We're always together at that time felt like it. And then uh, two weeks later, they're like, oh yeah, we got to extend it for another two weeks. So it was like, okay, another two weeks of this. Okay, I guess I can do it. So then um, we started creating this online training classes for our students. So we started building up videos. So that kept me occupied really like most of my time. I was just shooting videos from my condo, which was really difficult. <laughs> So trying to shoot myself, I live by myself and just arranging everything, creating space. So that was a challenge, but kept me occupied as well. So then summertime came in and it was a little bit more open. We were able to go back to the studio for a couple of months and to teach with a lot of restrictions. But it was a pretty good summer besides that. And the fact that you have to wear a mask everywhere. But other than that, it was pretty good summer. And so summertime was good. It was amazing. And then afterwards... I flew to Bulgaria to visit my family oh, for a week. That was the worst trip of my life, flying-wise. Ah, like the flying yeah. experience was terrible. And I'll tell you why. I really hate having something in my face. And um, I had to wear the mask for 19 hours straight. Because, wow. yeah, because I left home in the Uber, from the Uber airport, airport, Another flight, flight, flight back to Bulgaria. 
only when I stepped outside of the airport in Sofia, I was able to take it off for the first time. And that was 19 hours later. So I thought that I was just going to die. At one point, it was just really, really difficult. So I was hating on that. The trip itself, getting there, was hard because of that. Um, but it felt very safe. Um, they took good care of us. They were giving us all the sanitizer and everything. So I didn't really feel in danger. There was a lot of space. It was really comfortable. In Bulgaria, it was amazing because people don't live in fear and they just live their lives. They're still being safe, but they, they just don't have this... They don't have this fear, fear, this anxiety always around them. Yes, yes. So I felt like I'm living again a normal life and it was amazing. Then I came back to to Canada and um, reality and kicked like, in. like, here we go again. <laughs> right, here we go it again, hit, guys. It hit, it hit me hard. So I came back two weeks exactly like everything you got a mask all, <laughs> all over <laughs> pretty much yeah so coming here was like oh can't do nothing can't go anywhere can't do this can't do that i was like okay what do yeah, i do, so <laughs> Why do I live? now you so, mentioned videos the oh, i'm sorry continue oh it's okay you said videos. so you mentioned uh, some videos so uh talk to me how did that go did you have to did you buy any new material did you have to buy like microphones because i know some people are really into this virtual stuff they're buying lights they're buying camera they're buying tv screens they're the whole big deal the whole jazz well try to do as much as possible right can't um can't spend too much because now everything was very restricted uh, mm -hmm. But I did buy a bunch of lights and stands and this and that and tried to arrange it in a way that it it's gonna it's gonna work well for people, right? So finally, the, the the videos were turning out pretty well, but doing it from home and not from a studio, of course, it was a it was a challenge. So different atmosphere, different feeling, of course. Yeah, and it. But the good news is everybody was at home. So people were understanding mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, you don't have the space for that, but we understand because we are in the same situation. So that was uh, just lucky that we have great students that are very understanding and supportive. So thank you guys mm -hmm. for supporting our our ventures and adventures. Our, our <laughs> virtual projects. Now, yes, speaking exactly. about virtual projects, uh, many adjudicators have been, or many coaches, many people in general have taken on many virtual events from competitions to camps to match analysis. What are your thoughts on these now? Uh, at first, I, I was fighting it. What do you of mean course. fighting it? Elaborate. Well, finding it in the meaning that, okay, dancing is a very in-presence, like in-person, touchy kind of sport, right? And sure. learning it online, mm -hmm. I felt that it was really challenging for many people, especially people that need to, you know, be in person, like see you, touch you. Okay, that's how you do it. They need to feel it, right? So for people like that, of it's course, harder. Of so it really depends on mm -hmm. how you receive information, the type of person you are. But, of course, you have to go with what, what's happening in the moment. So we had to do the videos. And uh, I got used to it eventually. Now I'm really okay with it. I, I learned how to stand, how to, you know, show so everybody can see. So you got to spin like 360, basically. Right, <laughs> right. Everything. Every little <laughs> muscle. A million times. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because you say the right leg, they go with the left, and it's all confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, go to your left. It's like, 
Oh, and they go completely outside. It's like, oh, oh, and they no, go no, right, like, right, right, right. Ah! Yeah, they go right. I was like, oh my God, no, <laughs> turn around. <laughs> my, in all uh, honesty, but... the whole online stuff virtually, in the beginning, it was really cool. I, I was impressed with like the amount of things that was going on with Pietro Braga, with his coffee time show. I love that. That was amazing. With uh, all the online lessons that were going on, just everybody's getting excited for online. And it's nice. Now, I mean, now at this point, it's a little bit, I mean, of course we have to do it because we don't have another option. It's just kind of like the motivation, yeah. of it, the, the kind of, yes, let's do an online competition is kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. slowly going down. Well, I gotta say, I did take some ballet classes online because <laughs> people were going like the Canadian uh, National Ballet, uh, they, they were going live. So I was like, okay, let me do oh, that. Oh, nice. So taking some ballet classes. I obviously took classes with some of our teachers from Europe, some of my mentors. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was the one trying to improve myself during this pandemic. And that's the other thing I was going to say. It, that was a great time to reflect and to really like look at yourself and how you can improve and develop yourself and be useful with the time that you have, you know, make it work, like make it count. So I took a lot of classes myself. I was, so that's why I would say I was so busy. I was waking up, doing classes, filming, sending, doing some Zoom classes. So it was, it was, it was pretty busy. And uh, uh, yeah, that, that was course, the good part. I appreciate how many people were doing it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. The good part of the virtual for me was I was able to, um, to meet a lot of people because of the sense with the whole online, I know over the lockdown, I did a group class with Miss Julie Fryer. I did group class with Mr. Paolo Bosco. I did group class with a, a bunch of people that I wouldn't have the chance to do it if I wasn't there in person. So that's one right. thing I would say about the virtual. The virtual camps is nice, virtual lectures. In all honesty, I would prefer virtual lectures. Those were really nice. Um, so the unity aspect of it, it gave me a possibility to meet people. So I meet people, virtually meet people. So that's one right. part I did right. like about the situation. Now, uh, let's talk about uh, feelings and emotions two seconds. Now, how frustrated have you been with the current situation, uh, with this current situation, how it's been dealt with by our leaders and um, how it is today from March? Well, after I came well, back from Bulgaria in September, as I was saying, um, I basically started well, I had to quarantine for two weeks, so I did that. And then I went back to work for a month and a half. And uh, that was pretty much the last time I was in the studio until now. So for that month and a half, things were still kind of okay. I was still okay. I was excited. I also decided to move uh, to another condo, to another unit. So I was busy with searching for a new place. And uh, because the prices were dropping, so I was like, okay, you know what? Let me mm -hmm. take that chance and just switch to another unit a little bigger for the same price. So this was a great moment for me. And after that happened, I ended up getting the virus, getting COVID. So I had to quarantine oh, yeah. again. And again, afterwards, again, so I've been quarantining on and on. I'm a quarantine queen, basically. Ask me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not dancing queen, quarantine queen. <laughs> quarantine queen. I'm really good at it. Yeah. So, um, 
And I'm going to say, I feel like maybe late November, December, I got really depressed, like very depressed. And I'm a very happy person, very positive, but I got extremely depressed for, and I was like, what is going on? And then I started realizing, and it wasn't until late January that I realized it, it was going on for like a good month, at least I was depressed and it was hard for me. Even I didn't even want to wake up. It was kind of like, oh, where do I even live? You know, there's no reason. Why am I doing this? And uh, I realized that for us dancers, as I was saying, and I'm very much very like touchy person. So I need human presence. I need to be surrounded by people. I need to touch, I need to talk, I need to feel. I'm that kind of person. So for me, it was extremely hard for the past, like the beginning of winter, I would say. And mm -hmm. um, I was like, it hit me hard, really. And I realized how bad the situation is when it comes to mental health. Because if myself as a very strong, like mentally person, I consider myself at least, I am going crazy. And I'm thinking of all like young teenagers and kids and like people that they're normally like not as stable, I wonder what are they going through? And I was like, wow, this is huge and it's so bad. And then I, I really started getting so frustrated with everything really. And the, especially the way it's being handled in Canada, I think they're overly exaggerating everything. They're putting everyone through so much fear, including putting all these scary commercials um, during the, the Super Bowl. Uh, they put all this like uh, dying grandparents in hospitals. That was the commercial in, in during the, the, the media, Super Bowl. Right, right. Like, are you crazy? Like, the kids are watching that, you know. So, what kind of you know life are we living in? Like, constant fear, constant fear. You gotta double your mask. You gotta triple your mask. You gotta do this. It's like really. Yes, I heard about that double masking. Madonna mia. Ma. Well, now it's so that's oh now triple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, next month, four, next five, six, seven, five, yeah. six, seven, eight, and then we can dance. Eight, exactly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there there we go. Go. So my following question was going to be, how has this pandemic affected you mentally? How, as you were saying, the young ones, you as well, and as well as affecting you, how do you think we would recover mentally? Honestly, I feel so bad for all the active dancers you including <laughs> because <laughs> i'm lucky we have retired with anton so right now for me is just concentrating on myself personally and making sure that i can survive and go out of this still being a normal human being <laughs> not being too affected by it but for me i am still okay i realize what's happening i can reevaluate the situations and trying to guide myself in a way that okay you're still alive. You still have a lot to be thankful for. So every day is a blessing. And I that's how I live right now. Just every day is a blessing. I can see the sun. I can, you know, smell. Because that's another thing with COVID, right? You can't smell. So I can right. smell. Right. Can't smell. Can't taste. Right. So I have all these things going on for me. So tons of blessings and a lot to be happy for. And that's when I started drawing. So I was like, you know what? Let me put all this frustration on the canvas. And uh, so I went sort of art. art therapy, yes? It became my therapy, literally. So that's why I have been drawing like nonstop. I was ripped, like I was making paintings one yes, after I, another. You see on your social media, we saw the Kobe Bryant, flowers, yes, everything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So 
It's I don't know. Can't stop how I feel right now. Um, but definitely that's how I found my peace, right? It was just me rediscovering what I what I'm good at, rediscovering my passion, Your rediscovering passion myself. So I think for each one of us, no matter how bad the situation is, we have to find what lights up our fire, you know, what makes us excited to live and try to do more of that. If you can do that, do the second best thing you can do because really uh, there's no other way that we can go through this. And uh, for dancers, great opportunities, you were saying, just to get a lot of information from different coaches because now everything is so available and a really good prices too. So just take as much information you can and try to, you know, not try to do everything, everything, but try to understand what works for mm-hmm. you and maybe mm-hmm. find right, right. a style that really suits you better. Maybe during this year, you've discovered that, okay, I was doing the hip like that, but now I want to do it like this and this works better mm-hmm. for me, right? So I think that's a great period uh, for all the, the dancers to kind of rediscover the fashion and uh, style of dancing, if you want to say. So there's some advantages of this situation too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I agree, I agree. Now, actually, you mentioned this a little bit briefly about you and Anton, which uh, ties with my, my next question. Many of the uh, many couples are quitting or splitting because of the uh, COVID. So if you were still in that. All right. Um, you know what? I think just what I was uh, saying uh, right now, it's basically just trying to get as many as much as information as possible you know with the coaches that are overseas especially because normally you have to fly to them or fly them to you and as you were saying earlier this was the perfect time to get in touch with these people and get as much as information possible um that normally wouldn't be available wouldn't be possible so that, i think that's what i would be doing personally so would be doing this, um, I would try to um, improve my physical abilities. So probably a lot of stretching. And I was saying like, maybe take different classes. Maybe take some Zumba, take some uh, salsa, take some hip hop. Just try to be more versatile and learn more how you can use your body. I think that's the best time to do that. Because we're always busy, right? We have no time to do this, no time to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're always right, complaining, right. oh, I wish I had time to do more. Of had more time. I, I wish I had me. more time. Right. Now we have all the time in the world. <laughs> so now is the time that uh, we can explore different uh, styles, you know? Different, different possibilities, styles, different roads. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And yeah, now, couples that are splitting up, it's mostly because maybe one of the the people in the couple, they they found a different passion. Maybe now, mm. all of a sudden, she wants to sing. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. Uh, I agree. Now, um, one question we have from Miss Becky Hamrick. How did you find your way back to your very positive and motivated self? Through art. Through art. Elaborate. Tell us, what do you mean through art? Through the painting or the feelings and emotions you get through painting? I think it's both. 
because I was so frustrated and I literally put that frustration on the canvas and it just made me feel like a relief, like instant relief of pressure. And once that happened, once I made the first painting, I was like, whoa, I feel power. <laughs> I feel energy, you know, and I say all that frustration that I was building up from the inside. Now I can put on the canvas and just kind of create art and create something beautiful instead. So I think what actually my mom taught me is always transform your negative thoughts into positive thoughts. And I think that's the number one thing. And that, that itself is art. If you're able to transform your sadness, your frustration, um, you know, like feeling down, all these emotions, if you're able to transform them into love and happiness and appreciation, then I think you're really on the right track of feeling good again. But it's something you have to do internally. You can't rely Inside on somebody else. Inside yourself, your own emotions. Yes. You have to dig deep down yes. and truly understand what, what it is. Yep, mm -hmm. exactly. And that sometimes it's hard, especially for younger people, because they don't even know where that frustration is coming from. So finding the frustration, you know, fighting that anger, like what triggers that anger? Is it the lockdown? Is it the fact that you can't go and uh, drink coffee in the mall? Is it because you can't go to the ballroom? Like, what is it, right? And mm -hmm. then try to transform that. Okay, put that frustration into something else. Do a crazy cardio, you know? Put put it all out there, move your body. And I gotta say, moving makes me happy. If I'm just sitting all day long, I become sad and angry and like, oh, this world. Yes, I agree with you. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I can't sit and just not do anything. I'll make, I can sit maximum like an hour and a half in front of the TV. If it's more, I'm just like, I'm sick of this. You know, what I had to do, I, I have to agree with you. For me, it wasn't painting. For me, I spent my quarantine in Alabama. So I, one, I had to graduate high school because I did one homeschool my last year of high school. And two, I had to find something to do. So the time, half of my day I spent doing schoolwork, which I finished like this. And my second half, I needed, okay, what am I going to do? What is my passion? I, I mean, I'm dancing, of course, but I can't do it at the level I want to do it. So what is something right. that I have passion for that I can do it on a high level? And I'm like, well, okay, let's see where I can take this Scolora Dance Sport stuff. Because Scolora Dance Sport, I mean, it started out as like a little podcast on Spotify and then it slowly grew. Actually, I think you were my first YouTube interview last year. My first yeah. uh, YouTube yeah. video before that was only Spotify. Um, and so I decided to, uh, I want one day, I, I remember this day perfectly. Igor, if you're watching, I was eating a burrito, okay? A Publix frozen burrito, I slammed it in the microwave, it's ready to eat. And I said, hmm. What if I make a video of a whole bunch of dancers letting us know how they're dealing with this pandemic? Because at the time it was heavy pandemic. It was like, if yeah, you step out of the house, you're caught, the cops are gonna be at the place. So everyone's in lockdown. Yeah. So I was like, how can I make a video to make that happen? And so I hit up my buddy, Igor Golovich, who has an amazing YouTube, YouTube channel as well in New Jersey. And so I said, Igor, I have this idea. Let's work on it. Let, let's do something with it. 
And so uh, actually we talked about it a bit and actually he came up with the idea about having it to be uh, different episodes. The initial thought, and we called like it Dan Sports Day United. The, the first thought was to make like one huge videos with having like you, Anton, everybody just make sort of a huge documentary. And so Igor had the great idea of turning it into like a documentary series. And uh, I'm glad he did because that kept me very busy. That kept me busy for about six to seven months we had many dancers we had you we had becky we had claire we had pietro braga cristina moshenskaya and i guess every time i edit videos uh i mean everyone feels passion for something different so like having to explain why i have passion hey guys my name is alessandro i have passion in editing videos like that sounds crazy like to have passion for editing a video but like no i love that's what i like to do so like the same way you like to paint, the same way people may sing, the same way people dance. Like I love editing videos and I love like getting the music just right, timed right with the audio, with the video. And so that's what kept me busy. That was my, uh, my, uh, that was my therapy. So if that was kind of. Amazing. The way I was and you guys did a phenomenal job with all the videos. Uh, it was beautiful. Thank you. Oh, it, it, was, it was great. Uh, it was great to be part of it too. You guys did such a professional job. I was impressed with the quality of the videos. It was great. Really, really thank amazing. You. Yeah, Igor. I love working with Igor. He's an amazing guy. Uh, but anyways, going back to the to the pan diddy, uh, how let me ask you this question. How do you think the world and the dance world should move forward? Hmm. Good question. I feel. Um, should we do five, six, seven, eight mask, or should we? Because I don't want to do five, six, seven, eight mask. No, me neither. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do, do, do that. I feel like everybody has, of course, different opinion on what's happening. Like me myself, um, personally, I've never really believed so much in medications and vaccines per se, because I just grew up in that kind of environment that we just took a lot of care of like our health by like mm -hmm. natural stuff, like natural stuff, the, right, the, right. tea, vitamins, mm -hmm. and just, you know, just eating proper and all these things. And being active, I feel like active really helps your immune system. So um, for young people, of course, who are active and they feel safe and they feel good, I feel just carry on with your life and just stop thinking that you're going to die because you're already dead if you think like that, you know? Mm -hmm. If you're dead in your mind that, okay, this is gonna happen to me, why do you even live? You shouldn't live in fear. That's that's my thing. Of course, I'm not saying not being safe, yeah? It's two different things because people say it very, um, some people are like, oh my God, no, you, you think that we should just go crazy. I'm saying, no, I just say, don't live in fear. Like live your life in a safe way, follow certain instructions with like having the space, like you, you know, being your bubble or whatever you have to do, like the social distance and stuff. It's just make sure that you don't harm anybody, but mainly don't harm yourself and your, your um, you know, mentality. I think that's the main thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I... moving forward, I think we all need to heal, right? We have a lot of healing to do because everybody, I think it's hurt in a different way. Some Somebody financially, somebody mentally, somebody health-wise, so everybody mm -hmm. needs healing to do. 
in a different way. So everybody needs to find what their healing is and uh, find the path for that. But mentally, we all need to get better and stronger. Agreed, agreed. Now, talking about dancers, uh, recently, the last few days, they announced the, oh, Becky, they announced the Senior 1 and Senior 2 World Championship. Uh, so talking about World Championships, uh, it's going to be interesting. What are your thoughts? It's going to be interesting to see who's going to who's gonna place and because it'll show us who's, sorry, I've got to fly. I got it. It's my ex. Anyways, um, it's going to be interesting to see who places who because uh, then it'll be based on like who was disciplined enough to uh, train or who had the opportunity, of course, to train at a studio. Uh, and if you did have that possibility, did you take advantage of it? Uh, so what are your thoughts? Are you ready to see like nationals and like the next competition just to see how people place? Do you know what it's funny? In Canada, the studios were closed. <laughs> so nobody They're was still closed? They just reopened certain areas. So where I live, it's still shut down. Like we, we're not open, nobody goes to the studio. So taking that into account, obviously nobody's ready to compete right now. <laughs> At mm. least not here. You know, now if you're a studio owner and you have your own space and you're a, a dancer that owns the studio, I guess you go to the studio and do your thing because it's your, your place, I guess. Uh, but I'm sure that not many people are in that situation, right? So most of the studios are closed. Most of the students have not had the opportunity or the chance to be in the studio and practice. So even all the videos that we've done and all the Zoom classes we had, everything was whether you can do from home not in the studio right mm -hmm. so i i know that nobody in canada is really in the perfect shape to go and compete at the worlds and if i'm wrong i apologize but i don't think that anybody was able to go full out and do the full best on possible training. to prepare for a world yeah. championship yes, yep. yes. so i see no. a lot of people in europe like in russia people competing everybody looks great everybody's in shape you know they're training I see, uh, I have my friend in Iceland, she's been competing. She had competitions like every other week. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Meanwhile, here we can't even go to the dance studio, you know? Right, right. So first championship is going to be unfair. That's what I'm going to say. Unfair. <laughs> I agree, I agree. You know what, that makes sense. It does make some sense. Yes. It's going to be unfair. So whoever is the world champ, congrats guys, but it's not fair. <laughs> We're still nah. If you had the possibility during this pandemic to move to the United States, would you take that possibility? Yes, Florida, flying right now. Give me a ticket. <laughs> Miami. Yes, uh, exactly. I would be yeah, there see? in a heartbeat. Yeah, just to maybe, of course, teach because, like you said, the studio's been closed there. You haven't had much opportunity. So I would think the instinct would say, if I was in your situation, hmm, I'd have to go to. I have to go to the U.S. Does make sense. Now you I mentioned earlier, um, if in Canada, like for instance, where you are in Toronto, you can't teach. Would you be able to go to a different part of Canada to go teach? Uh, yes, I think so. But again, not every region is closed. So the only one that was open was BC. So that's quite far again, right? And uh, some people had problems traveling there. Some people did, some people didn't. 
Um, I just didn't want to take the risk and just go there. And because I know how some people may react, like if you go from di different province uh, and try to teach, they may not feel very comfortable because, you know, right. we had more cases. So it's, again, you're taking a chance. Like, do you really want to take a chance? And so I didn't go anywhere. Besides anything that was around me, all these regions, they were closed. So Quebec mm, was interesting, closed. Interesting. Now, yeah, so, uh... trust me. I was in Miami in my head a few times. <laughs> <laughs> it's in your head. In your head. Yes. Now, uh, we noticed uh, that you're uh, based on social media. It looks like your your partner, Anton, has been all over the world. What, what has he been up to? <laughs> he, he got so lucky because he traveled to Mexico, uh, I believe, around Christmas. He came back yeah, right before New Year's. Yeah. So he made it at the perfect time because right after he came back, they put this crazy restriction that if you come back here, you have to have the test. Then you come back, you have the test again. They, they take you to an isolation uh, facility. Nobody knows where <laughs> people are lost. <laughs> so <laughs> he made it right before this thing happened, right? And um, you know, I had plans to travel as well, but the person that I was supposed to travel with was unable to at that time. So we're like, okay, we gotta go like after the seventh of January. Guess what happens? January seventh, boom. <laughs> if you want to come close. back, you gotta do this. They close. So I was like, okay, that was not good. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, Anton had this uh, great trip uh, to the south right on time nice and, nice uh, right well as as our buddy anton says remember guys it's not uh anton has covid it's covid has anton all right guys <laughs> so if COVID, Anton, when you had covid it's and not you know what anton, has COVID. anton was the one who passed me the COVID. <laughs> this guy yes. it's his fault it was his fault totally i blame him about it Beliaev, if you're watching, <laughs> gosh. It was all him. Mas. Yeah. No, you know what happened? Like, we were uh, teaching at the studio uh, on the weekend, and um, it was just him and I as teachers, and we both had our students. And we're keeping, like, safe distance. You know, we have yes. the mask. So um, it was very strange because he calls me, I think it was on Monday. So we saw each other Saturday, Sunday, we talked together and like separate, separate corners. Monday, he calls me, he's like dead. He has no voice. He's like, Bleh. it's like, what? <laughs> he goes, I'm a little sick. Like, uh, you have Corona, go and check yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Wednesday comes, Wednesday morning, I wake up and I got a little bit of itchy throat and that's it. Right. So I was like, what is that? Thursday, he calls me. Thursday, they call me from the hospital saying that they're searching for Anton. They can't find him. I'm like, why are you calling me? <laughs> I don't know where Anton is. Are you his emergency <laughs> contact? <laughs> I don't know what happened. They're calling me. I was like, I don't know where Anton is. Um, but so I tried calling him, his mom, his girlfriend. I'm trying to get in touch with everybody. I was like, find Anton. <laughs> they're searching for him. <laughs> so um it turns out um he tested positive so now next day i'm going to get tested and i was fine i was feeling fantastic and um my result i was sure i don't have nothing because i felt great and uh -huh. my result came out also positive 
I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I just finished. It was like, I don't know. I was so upset because the moment our isolation was done, they closed down the province. That kept oh on happening God. to me. I'm telling you. Every time I go somewhere, something happens. I stay in isolation. The moment I'm ready to go, I had one day. And I was like, okay, I can go outside. You can go no, free. Can <laughs> <laughs> you can. You can. So oh, they've been playing games on my isolation. <laughs> they've been playing with your emotions, ain't they? <laughs> they've been playing with my emotions. Because I was like, I'm ready to go. Oh yes, these these COVID test results got us feeling like we're on the Mari show. You do have the coronavirus, <laughs> and I had no symptoms. Like I was fine. I was fine. So I am very confident I didn't have it because mm -hmm. I had zero symptoms, and they were running the test. I'm not sure if you heard about that, but I guess how many cycles they run the test or whatever. It, it it makes a doubt. So it's over 35, but mm -hmm. like 90% of the tests will come out positive. So they detect some sort of virus in you. And it doesn't need to be even um, coronavirus, like the COVID-19. could be any kind be, of yeah, um, that kind of family virus. And it's going to be considered as a COVID. So That's I'm pretty positive, sure I didn't yeah. have it. I'm pretty sure it was a false positive for me. And I was just being, you know. Isolated. Normal, right, right, right. I think I've taken the COVID test approximately five times every time I've turned out negative. Good. I don't know. Nice. I don't know if I've had it. I don't know if I don't. All I know is I want to keep dancing. And um, yes, I will either do it from my living room or I guess the ballroom. <laughs> well, before we finish out, where do you um where, where do you see the future for yourself do you see yourself um well i guess that's not really a question you can truly answer with all this blockings in canada but where do you eventually what can you tell us what do you think uh well there's a couple of ideas that i have which i'm not going to share yet okay why exclusive on scalora dance for you know actually anton when he was on the Marathon of International Champions, he says, guys, exclusively for uh, the Scalora Dance Sport, yesterday I tested positive for coronavirus. <laughs> he came on and just, that was his big announcement. He texted me previously the day before. He goes, Ale, I have huge news for tomorrow. And I'm like, what is it? No, I'm going to save it for the show. I'm going to save it. I have tested positive for corona. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, yes, you he he were saying... <laughs> uh, well, for me, I, I've discovered that art was a big part of my life that I kind of neglected. So I'm um, happy to say that I made a big comeback into it now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I do want to spend more time in it. And uh, I want to push it and take it to another level. So building up my website for my art, which I'm very, very excited for. Um, so been trying to, you know, really put my time and effort into it and to become better as an artist. So, so, which I'm really thankful for all the people that have supported me so far and buying paintings and, uh, you're one of them. So, um, yours is on the way. It's actually, it's over there. I'm working on it. Awesome. 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 
so uh, art, number one. Number two, I have some ideas for dancing and dancing in Canada in general. And uh, I do want to be part of making it better and improving it. And uh, I miss you too, Fiore. <laughs> and um, I'm definitely excited for new beginnings. And certain new beginnings will happen perhaps very soon. And when that happens, I'll make a big announcement. So just awesome, excited awesome. for the we'll future. Make sure to be looking out for it. All right. Well, yes. as we end, let's finish off with hashtag no five six seven eight mask. Please no hashtag <laughs> five six seven eight mask, guys. So, all right. So thank you, Antonetta, for joining me today. And uh, I hope thank you, you do have a great time, great few days, and you enjoy your your therapy through art. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to have my painting, guys. I will be taking pictures of this painting as soon as I get it. Uh, Becky, thank you so much for staying tuned online, and thank you so much, Tanya. Thank you. I love you. Uh, thanks for having me.